This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 208-inch. On this episode, we talk about Weird Al's appearance at the New Yorker Festival and everything else we did over this past weekend. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave, it was so great to see you this past weekend. What an absolute blast it all was. Oh, absolutely. Not only did we get to see a live Weird Al event, we also got to meet another celebrity that we are both big fans of. Plus, we got to play... No, wait a minute, Ethan. Let's save it for our full rundown, because right now, it is time for What's Happening in Weird Al Related News! Well, skipping the obvious in what's happening for our full rundown, we also wanted to talk about something Weird Al posted on social media ahead of this weekend's appearance in New York City. Yes, he shared a photo posing with Eric Idle and Puddles the Clown while they were at Pee Wee Herman's Celebration of Life event. The event for Pee Wee Herman was held at the famous Magic Castle in Los Angeles, which is known for their exclusivity and their strict dress code. And I think that's why Weird Al was wearing a suit and tie and not one of his iconic Hawaiian shirts. We're not exactly sure how Puddles got in the door without formal attire, but maybe they make exceptions for sad clowns. The Audible original Third Eye we had previously talked about on the podcast has finally released. The book by Felicia Day features tons of great celebrities and comedians doing voices, including our pal Jonah Ray and Weird Al himself. It looks to be just under seven hours long, and it's available to purchase and listen to right now on Audible.com. And this Halloween, there is a really super neat event happening in Nashville, Tennessee. The Five Spot will be hosting a double bill featuring Afton Wolf's Idiot Box Show, which features tributes to TV theme songs, and Weird Pals, a band featuring a rotating crew of local and national favorite musicians covering their favorite Weird Al songs. We got in touch with one of the organizers of the event, and they will be selling posters of their flyer, which features a really cool image of Weird Al and a bat. It sounds like a really fun show. I'm bummed that neither of us will be able to attend. So if you will be there, please let us know all about it on the 347 Spatula Hotline. I just really hope one of the bands covers the Weird Al show theme so that they can be on both bills. This episode is brought to you in part by Vegan Burrito Restaurant Burrito Burrito, home of the two-pound double wrapped in quesadilla burrito burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito, your Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger for mouth-watering loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Albany to Uranus, Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world, plant-based, real food, always vegan style. Visit burritosquare.com and wizardburger.com to order ahead. Attention Grammy voters, or people who know Grammy voters, Grammy voting starts today and runs through October 20th. Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast endorses the following albums and recordings. For best compilation soundtrack for visual media, Weird the Al Yankovic Story original soundtrack. For best song written for visual media, Now You Know by Weird Al Yankovic. And for best folk album, of Wooden Spirit, American Guitar Stories by Jim Kimo West. 
We hope you'll agree this is the most important vote of our collective lifetimes. So please vote and harass the voters in your lives to vote for these fine albums and recordings. All right, so before we get to Saturday where the actual main event happens, Ethan, I think you should tell us a little bit about your Friday and what happened. So on Friday, I get an email from none other than Andy Borowitz. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I was not expecting that. Uh, So I actually have worked with Andy in the past, and and we've actually talked about Weird Al, and uh, he knows I'm a big fan, and and we've we've talked about uh, Weird Al's holiday cards. So Friday morning, he sent me an email. He said, hey, Ethan, I I happen to have two free tickets to the event I'm hosting this weekend, if you'd like them or if you know someone who could use them. So I (laughs) let him know, wow, that's amazing to hear from you. I most certainly already have my tickets and I'll be there, but I'll find someone uh, to use them for sure. I'm sure I can find someone. And I think it took me maybe like 30 minutes. I got in touch with (laughs) our good friends, uh, Adrian and Anne and... Uh, they were thrilled, so I was able to get the tickets to them. Yeah, they were both very excited to get those tickets because I had to let them know about the event a while back and we first found out about it. But Adrian and Anne thought they had some conflict and then, you know, all these other things were happening. And by the time they figured out they didn't have the conflict, the tickets were already sold out. So they were really bummed that they were going to miss the show. And then out of nowhere, you as a white knight comes along and <laughs> makes their weekend. <laughs> It was awesome. So I I profusely thanked Andy and I told him to break an accordion at the show. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Friday night uh, after work, uh, Kate and I drove down. We got an Airbnb pretty close to you, Dave, in New Jersey. And uh, on the way down, we listened to my appearance on Normal Gossip, the subscriber-only episode, which is really fun because I do talk a bit about the podcast and Um, I do share a a piece of Weird Al fandom-related gossip, and Kate hadn't, you know, this was her first time hearing it, and I hadn't heard it since we recorded it. As soon as I started telling the gossip, Kate's like, oh, I know what you're going to say, and yeah, she was right. (laughs) (laughs) So she was very excited. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. All right, so you got in a little late on Friday, so we didn't get together until Saturday morning where we went out to breakfast at a diner, which was like right next to your Airbnb. Oh, yeah. uh... If it wasn't (laughs) raining out, we totally would have walked because it was only like a block (laughs) away. But unfortunately, we had rain pretty much all day Saturday, which isn't ideal for walking around New York City. (laughs) Or New Jersey. not at all. (laughs) We had a nice breakfast, uh, and then Kate and I went back with you and Jackie to your house, and you and I, we each exchanged a box full of Weird Al stuff that we've been (laughs) saving for each other. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes as collectors, what we'll do is we'll see something that we know the other person will want, so we will purchase it or purchase two of them or whatever, you know, pick up extras. And then once we do finally get together in person, we'd have this big exchanging event. It was just like Christmas morning where we're opening <laughs> stuff that we we have for each other. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. You know, you get to see all stuff you've been waiting to give to the other person for a long time. And you get to pick up stuff you know you have, but you right. haven't been able to actually formally receive it yet. Now, one thing I wanted to talk about, it, it's amazing because it literally arrived in the mail like... an hour before I got on the road on Friday. It was a special gift from past guest of the podcast and editor of Weird the Al Yankovic Story, Jamie Kennedy. She sent us each a copy of Cinema Editor Magazine where she's interviewed about Weird Al in there. So it's certainly not an easy magazine to come by unless you're 
<laughs> you know, <laughs> already subscribed to it. So it was really nice of her to send us each a copy. So big shout out to Jamie Kennedy. Yes, thank you, Jamie. Now, I got to visit uh, something new in your Weird Al collection space. <laughs> does, does it even count as a Weird Al room if it, now it's over two rooms, Dave, technically? <laughs> is it the Weird Al floor? <laughs> it, it is. It, it's an entire floor of my house is, is all dedicated to Weird Al. I call it the Weird Al room and the Weird Al annex. Ah, so that's, yes. Uh, the, the pinball machine, Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity is set up in the annex. Uh, but yes, uh, you got to play my uh, version of pinball. You and Kate got to play my uh, actual pinball game. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I played it a few months ago when I was visiting UH Jeff, but it's such a fun game that I've just been completely itching to play ever since. And uh, I really sucked the first round. <laughs> Maybe the, the first round I played, I, I did bad. Uh, Kate kicked my butt. Um, but Dave, you've, you've had a lot of practice, so you kicked both of our butts. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't fair. I mean, I've been playing pretty much hours every day, nonstop since I got the machine. So yeah, I've, uh, picked up some mad skills on pinball over the past few weeks. So yeah, it really wasn't a fair competition. I think we ended up playing at least an hour or so. And it was nice <laughs> because by the end of the hour, I was getting pretty good and I was even doing stuff. I don't think I accomplished, uh, when I was playing at Jeff's house, like I <laughs> Unlocked the germs multi-ball, which I don't even think I knew there was a germs multi-ball. So <laughs> that was really awesome. Yes. Well, you're always welcome to come back, you and Kate, anytime to play Weird Al's Museum of Natural Hilarity and uh, rematch the pinball wizard over here at the uh, Rossi Residence. Yeah. I just wish you didn't make me pay a quarter each time I played. <laughs> I got to make my money back somehow. <laughs> Oh, so we actually wanted to get to the city not too late because it was a a 5.30 show, uh, which was kind of early, I guess, for a Saturday night. Um, So we decided to take off a little early to account for traffic and parking and and all that stuff and also wanted to get there early enough to get a good seat. Yeah, I think they had a 5.30 show because they apparently had multiple events going on throughout the day at Webster Hall. So I guess just that's when Weird Al's time slot happened to fall at 5.30. Yeah, I think we ended up leaving around 2 o'clock. I had gotten a uh, text from Vicky DeVries, Rhymes with Cheese, that her and Nancy Lowry were in New York City already. They had both uh, come in on trains from separate locations, and uh, we decided we'd go in so we could meet up with Nancy and Vicky. And I knew Vicky was coming back, staying at my house. I was going to drop her off at the train station in New Jersey the on Sunday morning. Uh, so we decided we would head in with the four of us, you. Kate, myself, and Jackie, and knowing we'd be bringing Vicky back, uh, we bo- decided to take two cars. So we went in uh, in two separate cars. And luckily, you know, later we'll find out uh, how lucky we were that we made that decision. <laughs> yes, it worked out pretty well, but probably not for great reasons. But yeah, you know, it did work out very well. So we got into the city and we parked and wherever Kate and I parked as we're walking to the venue, of course, in the rain, we walked through like this like festival. I think it was like the Chinatown. It was some kind of food festival and they had all sorts of vendors and um, it was pretty neat because uh, they had shut down the roads and stuff. So we walked right through that and then we got to the venue. I think we had just we got to the venue maybe like a minute or two before you guys um, and they actually had a big stand set up where they were giving out 
copies of the New Yorker magazine. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You got free magazines uh, over at the New Yorker magazine booth. Yeah, we ended up parking at a different parking garage than you did, and it was in the opposite direction. And I'll have a funny story about that when we go to pick up our car. But yeah, it was uh, actually only like a block or two away, so it was very convenient. It was pouring rain, though, uh, so it's never fun to walk in the rain no. <laughs> in New York City. But uh, uh, we did, we did we were fortunately didn't have to walk very far to get to the Webster Hall. Yeah, we were only a couple blocks away, so it really wasn't that bad. But we got the magazines, and then shortly after we saw you guys, and we ran into a couple of people right away, right outside Webster Hall, even though we were a couple hours early. Um, <laughs> I guess there was a Spike Lee event going on um, in the in the venue just before the, the Weird Al event, so... We ran into Wendy, who we've we've met a couple times. She's kind of out based in the Chicago area, and I know she was on at least one of the bonus episodes from this earlier this year. If you remember, she was <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, she was in the uh, in the room with like fifteen people and me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, special guest Wendy Lippert. And before even before I even picked up the New Yorker magazine, the very first person I saw standing in line was our good friend Ron Jr., who has done lots of Weird Al-related artwork. Yeah, and he even did a really cool piece for our podcast that he posted in the group uh, maybe about a month ago. And it was actually like this cool crossover piece where if you look at our comic and you look at the one that he made for the Beard Al podcast, it sort of matched up. And uh, there were some kind of crossover jokes, which was pretty fun. Um, so we saw him and there was this woman who I didn't recognize and she said her name was Linda and she's like, are you guys here for the Weird Al event? I think she looked around and saw that we were all wearing like Weird Al, like shoes and shirts and stuff. And right. we're like, yes, we are. And she's like, I finally found my people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I never met Linda before either, but she was, she was a lot of fun, uh, for the brief time we did get to hang out with her. She did say that uh, she came to the event alone because she didn't think any of her friends would be into it. So uh, she was very glad to see other Weird Al fans. She kept calling us. Yes, yeah, she kept calling us, my people, my people. It great. It's so nice when you finally meet other obsessed Weird Al fans, you know? <laughs> I can totally relate with Linda. Nice to meet you, Linda. Uh, of course, the aforementioned Vicky and Nancy were there. And uh, I should say that um, Vicky does live in California, but she was already on the East Coast visiting family. So it was just a train ride away. So she could not miss the event. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a train ride away. You know, she came four hours or so on the train. That was just the train ride away. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> it's better than a train from California. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally worth it, I'm sure, to see Weird Al. Oh, we it was raining out, and we were a couple hours early. And the the people like working the event, they they didn't seem to have a, a good concept of what time the the doors would open for the early entry people. So there were like a couple different levels of tickets. There was like early entry, which is what we got because it, it said you get in fifteen minutes before anyone else, so you can get the best seats. Yep. And then general admission, where the seats are first come, first serve, and you might have to stand only. And then I think there were even standing room only tickets. So they they didn't they were like, oh, the early entry people, they get in at four fifty. And I was like, okay, what time does um general admission start if early entry is at four fifty? And then the guy's like, four fifty. And I was like, so they're at the same time? He's like, Oh I 
I guess no, I don't know. <laughs> so they, they they really didn't have any ideas. So we're like, <laughs> um, we we figured we didn't need to st- stand out in the rain for like two hours, but maybe we could stand in the rain for like you know forty five minutes or something. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, there were two lines. They had one line which was set up for the early entry people, and then there's one line that was set up for general admission. So yes, the early entry people were going to get in a little bit earlier based on where they were standing in line. But we decided we didn't really care to, you know, wait out in the rain the entire time. So right across the street, like literally across the street, was something called Amsterdam Billiards Hall. And we're like, oh, well, it's probably, you know, at least a dry place to hang out, even though I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever played billiards in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Maybe as a kid, like joking around, but I don't I don't know if I'd even know how to play. I've had a lot of experience uh, working with billiards tables, so I'm very well aware of the rules. But yeah, it was a dry place to hang out. We did uh, head into the billiards hall, and it turned out to be uh, really nice. They had a little seating area uh, where you could sit and just kind of uh, have drinks and chat and stuff. So it was a great place to hang out. Yeah, I think most of the people who were there were there for the billiards. So the the kind of separate yes. bar was pretty empty. So we we got a nice table and got some drinks and some food. And Dave, you pointed out as soon as we walked in that, <laughs> you know, there's like 50 TVs all around the little bar area and there's a football game going on and the score was 27 to 27. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. There was all these uh, all these TV screens around and it was uh, really funny because uh, I did notice immediately the score was 27 to 27, which was which was obviously 27 is Weird Al's number. So that was uh, fortuitous that we were there. But, but it was really weird. Like all the TVs except for one were in color. And Ron's like, why is that TV in black and white? And we never figured out why they had one black and white. <laughs> TV in the entire bar. I don't think they even sell black and white TVs anymore, do they? <laughs> I know. Where did they get this? It was like a, it was a, it was like a flat screen black and white television. I was really impressed. I have to assume that someone hit a billiard ball into that TV. <laughs> That's the only real explanation here. That must have been some wild trick shot because the billiard tables were nowhere near the bar area. <laughs> So we got some pretzels, and um, I think Jackie ordered the pretzels, so I didn't really even see them on the menu. And then um, it came with a couple different dips, and you opened them, so I didn't really see it. And so I saw, like, you know, two dips, and I'm like, oh, I wonder, you know, what these are. So I try one, and it tasted like mustard. And then I try the other one, and I'm like, that tastes pretty similar. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, oh, maybe we should rank, you know, these dips like we did uh, in that secret episode <laughs> when we were in Washington. But, um, no, it turns out that both were the same exact kind of dip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually opened them up without realizing they were the same exact. I probably could have only opened up one of them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they were both honey mustard dip, and I just opened them both. And then I, I did the same thing. I, like, I dipped, you know, the pretzel in one and said oh, okay that's honey mustard that's nice i dipped the pretzel in the other I said that's honey mustard then i looked at the actual <laughs> tags on the uh on the containers and i was like oh they're both exactly the yeah. same so i guess i only needed to open one <laughs> now what was also really cool is ron brought along a couple gifts for us dave he printed out a multi-panel original comic book called the adventures of dave and ethan yeah it was really cool it's like this three-page comic book and of course uh We'll have to read it maybe one time on the podcast, maybe a bonus episode or a special secret episode or something for Patreon. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun, and we are attempting to 
kidnap Weird Al for uh, <laughs> <laughs> for one reason or another. I think it's to add to uh, to our collection. So yes, yes, <laughs> we'll have to. Uh, yeah, it will be fun to read that sometime on the air. And it's a cliffhanger because at the very bottom it says "Until next time." Dot, 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 dot. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what the sequel is. Yeah, that was fun. And then uh, Ron also brought along some really cool artwork he did, and. Um, one of them was that actual Dave and Ethan artwork uh, that he posted to the group <laughs> about a month ago. And Dave, you bought the only copy. Thanks a lot. Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you snooze, you lose. You got to get in there first. Yeah, he de- he said he had only had one copy with him. So I said, oh, I'll, I'm definitely taking that. I looked through the rest of his artwork and I did pick up uh, a Drawing he did, uh, John Bermuda Schwartz, one of Steve J, and one of Jim Kimo West, all different uh, poses. And uh, Ron was kind, and he signed all my artwork for me. Ron did say he'll print another copy, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna buy a copy, and I'm gonna buy some of the other ones uh, by mail. Uh, so, Dave, you will not have the only one uh, moving <laughs> forward. <laughs> you just currently have the only one. <laughs> Earlier in the day, I had seen that. Uh, Tim from the Weird Pals podcast was going to be in New York. He usually lives in California, and he was going to be attending the event. So I reached out to him, and I, I told him we would be at the event, and I let him know that we were at the uh, the Billiards Hall. So he actually came and uh, joined us. So it was really nice to, uh, to finally meet Tim and uh, I believe his girlfriend, Justine. And, uh, yeah, they hung out with us for a bit before the show. Yeah, it was really cool to get to meet Tim the first time I was meeting him as well, and Justine as well. And uh, they were really cool, fun to hang out with. And uh, yes, they came all the way from California just for this. And they made a vacation out of it. They said they were hanging around <laughs> in New York and doing other fun stuff as well. Yeah, well, it wasn't just for this. I think they it was a happy <laughs> coincidence that they were in town and they were able to grab tickets. So uh, super cool. That is uh, is really fun. I think they're um, they're based out of... San Francisco area. So about 4.30, we figured we would uh, face the rain and actually head out and wait in line. And it had stopped raining by then. Yeah, it was great. We didn't have to wait outside in the rain at all. You know, we were directly across the street from the theater. And when we walked outside, there was quite a line, actually, uh, had it already formed. So people were... While we were inside the billiards hall, we're lining up. Uh, it went from zero to maybe about 30 or 40 people in line by the time we got out of the billiards hall. Yeah, and then there were even more people in the non-early um, entry line as well. And right at the very front, the first person in line in the early entry line was none other than our good friend Bob Groder and his uh, girlfriend, Selmira. So it was really cool to see them. It's been a while since I saw them. I don't think we've seen Bob since last year on the unfortunate return of the ridiculously self-indulgent vanity tour. So that was really nice to see Bob and Salmira again. And not too far behind Bob was Jeff McClelland, our good buddy. And uh, he had made up some really cool Weird Al radio stickers and pins. Uh, so that was really cool. He gave us uh, stickers and pins that said Weird Al radio. And I was handing Jeff some wooden nickels. And I pulled a couple extra out of my bag, and so I, you know, I saw some kid and his dad sitting in front of them. So I gave them some nickels too, and they were, they didn't really. They're like, "What? What is this?" And then they're like, "Oh, Darwin! Oh, Darwin, Minnesota!" <laughs> they finally got it. <laughs> um, and it's funny because later on, um, I saw them again, and they're like, 
are you Ethan from Dave and Ethan's Weird Al podcast? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, we're big fans. You know, they listen to the podcast. <laughs> and I, I didn't get their names, unfortunately, but I guess they were actually at that Poughkeepsie show where Al and the band played our theme song. And so they, they talked about how cool that was to, to hear the theme song and how crazy it must have been for us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. So great to always meet another listener. Uh and we always see them at the Weird Al events, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and it's always great to see Jeff because he always seems to have some sort of Weird Al-related present for us when he sees us. <laughs> He's like Santa Claus. <laughs> I know. It's great. And the pins are awesome. They're You mentioned they were from the Weird Al radio stunt that happened at the end of last year and lasted maybe like eight days, but it made such an impression on Jeff that he had to print up stickers and pins. So while we were in line, they checked our tickets and they gave us uh, wristbands. And uh, Kate and I were chatting with uh, Wendy, who was in line. And Dave, I don't know where you and Jackie went, but like the lady's like, well, where are the other two people? And I'm like, right over there. And then like you guys were walking away and she's like, where? I'm like, there. <laughs> she like had to run after you to give you your wristband. <laughs> Yeah, well, I noticed that our good friends Adrian and Ann were in line a little bit further down, so Jackie and I went over to talk to them, and then uh, we kept getting pushed by security further and further back uh, to the end of the line, so it was uh, Jackie and myself and Ron were the very last three people at the end of the early entry tickets line, uh, so they had to walk all the way down to the end to give us our wristbands, and they were very confused because uh, one person was like, oh, well, y- you don't have tickets, and I'm like, no, I don't have the tickets, Ethan has the tickets, and he's way up there, and it, it took him a while to get sorted out, and then finally <laughs> somebody just ran over, stuck wristbands on our arms, and everything was fine <laughs> after that. Oh, well, I'm glad you got in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it wasn't too long. They, they let us in and, and so they said, you're going to go inside and you're going to wait in the lobby and then we're going to line you up again. And then you'll go into, um, the theater and and you can get your seats. So we went in, went through security. Um, I took a look at the merchandise to see if there was any weird Al name merchandise or anything like that. But unfortunately there was no event specific merchandise. It was just the generic New Yorker t-shirts and puzzles and bags and that kind of stuff so um i told them hey it would have been really great to have you know a list of attendees or something on here and they're like oh maybe next year and i was like well hopefully weird Al's there next year because i won't care if you do it next year (laughs) (laughs) yeah i really wasn't expecting any weird Al related merchandise to show up but yeah i'm glad you checked as you always do whenever we go to any sort of event that weird Al's involved in so we lined up, and uh, Dave, you, and Jackie, me, Kate, and Adrian, and Ann all got together, and we just we had a nice time just hanging out, chatting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and f- you know, I, we it was kind of weird that we had to wait in line to get inside to wait in line <laughs> to go to the theater <laughs> to wait for the show to start, but whatever, um, <laughs> whatever works for them. Uh, so we got in and we got really, I was really happy with uh, our seats. We were like third row center. Oh, we had great seats. We had wonderful seats. They were perfect. They were a third row set. You know I love sitting in the center. Yes. And uh, I think I was about as dead center as you could get, so it was perfect. And I think being three rows back was actually pretty nice because it was a pretty raised stage. So I don't know what it was like sitting in the front row, but sitting in the third row, you could see the stage perfectly. So it worked out very well. Yeah, I, I was really happy with the visibility, and um, 
it was, you know, very bare bones. I mean, they didn't have any more than they needed. Just two chairs. There was a big uh, projection screen. And um, there was kind of like a slideshow going on. And every couple slides it said uh, they were taking questions. And you could text your questions in. Um, but uh, specifically, Dave, they did not say that they were taking questions for the show. It just said text your questions too. So <laughs> I texted, where's the bathroom? And they never answered that question. Uh, so I'm still oh. wondering. I never, I never did see the bathroom. <laughs> I could tell you it was down on the first floor. We didn't mention we did have to go up a flight of stairs as oh, well true. to get to the uh, Webster Hall theater that this one was located in. Apparently, I guess there's multiple theaters in Webster Hall or something. I oh. don't know. It's, it's, I'm not sure. I've never been there before. Apparently, Jackie has spent a lot of time there, though. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd never been there, um, and it. It was, yeah, it just seemed like a big confusing mess to me because it's like just a lot of stairs. And if they hadn't like ushered us around, I don't know that people would have found the, yeah, <laughs> where we were supposed to go. So, you know, maybe, maybe it was good that they had us line up 15 different times. <laughs> yeah, the big group of us were sitting in the row. I know it was uh, you and Kate and then me and Jackie and Adrian and Ann and Ron. And all of us were sitting right next to each other in the third row there. Yeah, and then like directly in front of Kate and I was Nancy and Vicky. And then right ahead yep. of them were that father and son who I gave wooden nickels to. And right next to them were uh, Bob and Selmyra and, and Jeff McClellan. So it was like, you know, it was kind of nice to have like this big kind of uh, clump of people um, and what was really incredible is I saw my friend Dan Pasternak walking in and I knew he was coming to the event and I, you know, I saw him walk in the door and I ran over, I gave him a hug and I was like, where are you sitting? He's like right here. And he was literally sitting one seat away from where I was sitting. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, cool. uh, yeah, it was just by complete chance. Um, but there was a guy between Dan and I and, um, I felt bad because I was like talking to Dan a lot. And this, you know, this random single, you know, just one person was right between us. But the guy eventually turned to me. He's like, "Hey, are you from Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast?" <laughs> oh no way! <laughs> yeah. So turns out the guy I was sitting next to uh, is this really neat dude, Eric. Uh, he he lives in Brooklyn and he um, he's like a video editor and he works on um, a number of things, including, he said, the uh, Christmas movies from the Hallmark Channel. So <laughs> he said uh, <laughs> it's uh, he, he said something like they're, they're not great movies, but there's a lot of them, so he's got a lot of work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're always putting out Christmas movies on the Hallmark Channel. So I think uh, Eric's set for a while. So yeah. If he wants that job, he can have it. So that was cool. And um I didn't get to really talk to her, but um, Casey uh, Fritz, uh, our friend, was there with her husband, and um, I got to wave to her, so that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know that she had early entries. So I think she just came in a little bit later and um, sat a few rows behind us. I don't know that what the capacity of Webster Hall was, but there were a lot of seats, and uh, by the time 5.30 rolled around, they were pretty much all full. I think this was sold out uh, yeah. and definitely packed, so it was a very good audience, a very good size audience. And there was uh, like a balcony level, too, and it se yeah. seemed packed up there from what I could see. But uh, yeah, right as 5.30 rolled around, um, they got the show started, I think right on the dot. Um, they started yep. with a couple um, sponsor like ads just like you know hey subscribe to the new yorker uh you know hey buy a volkswagen you know the, 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Some random commercials uh, for the sponsors. And then um, Andy Borowitz took the stage. Andy came out. He took the stage. Of course, he had a few funny jokes and stuff. Yeah. Where, uh, he did <laughs> He did mention that uh, the sponsors wanted to ask you a couple things, how many people were actual New Yorker subscribers and how many people actually took time to read the magazines. You know, that's very funny <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was never a subscriber to the New Yorker until I heard about this event, and uh, <laughs> quickly signed us up for a subscription, and you know got the <laughs> tickets, and uh, hopefully they bring back Weird Al every year because that's probably the only way I'm subscribing to a magazine in 2023 <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Yeah, he did mention that they did go digital as well, so uh, they are moving up at the times. Yeah. <laughs> and he did actually talk about that they will not be discussing Weird Al's 2022 film. And Dave, I know we were kind of talking about that. We assumed that they wouldn't be um, just because of the um, the SAG after strike. And uh, Andy said that uh, he and Al are both SAG members and um, you know they won't be promoting any struck work, so that's why they weren't talking about it. Uh, but he said that um, he's sure that once the Hollywood studios he find out that Al and him didn't talk about the movie, that surely um, they will end the strike. So, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so that was great. All right, pressure's on you, Hollywood studios. <laughs> do what you need to do. So then uh, he introduced a little video montage uh, before Al came out and. Uh, they played a couple of Al's hit music videos, um, not necessarily in order, because uh, <laughs> they started with Eat It, and then they went back in time to I Love Rocky Road, then Like a Surgeon, Smells Like Nirvana, Amish Paradise, and finally, uh, the last music video Weird Al's ever released, White and Nerdy. <laughs> so, <laughs> real, uh, real span of his entire career. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty funny listening along to the audience. I mean, obviously, you know, seeing the videos, uh, you know, we we know we love these videos, so we've seen them a million times. Uh, but even just seeing them up, the, you know, got a lot of laughs, and especially from the audience. I think maybe a few people hadn't seen them or hadn't seen them in a long time because every time we you know, one of the new videos came on uh, and one of the jokes played out, yeah, a lot of laughter from the <laughs> audience. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, that's it's cool because. You know, I would love to see more of his videos with an audience because, the, you know, seeing weird with an audience or seeing UHF with an audience, it's fun to get that audience reaction to the jokes. Oh, yeah. For so sure. um, it was really neat, you know, like uh, when something silly happens on screen to not just think it's funny myself, but to hear everyone laugh. Uh, so that was that was right. actually pretty, uh, pretty neat. All right, after the video montage ends, Weird Al came out and immediately climbed over his chair. <laughs> yeah, he, like, climbed over the back and, like, dropped down. It was it was really funny. And immediately I noticed that he was wearing um, the same shirt that he wore in um, – he, he was in some social media photos at one of the SAG-AFTRA uh, WGA strikes – and um, I, I remember that shirt because I don't even know if we've talked about this, Dave, but um, someone was posting about that in our uh, Facebook group, group.2000inch.com. And um, Jared was trying to figure out, you know, where to get the shirt. And I found it. And he said that it was the fastest Weird Al shirt finding ever. Like, he said, <laughs> I now have wow. the record for the fastest turnaround of figuring out where Weird Al's shirt came from. <laughs> so, um, 
uh, I also uh, took the honors at that time to name the shirt. Um, so I can tell you definitively that Al was wearing the Periwinkle Glimmer shirt. And, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, although the shirt is not Periwinkle or Glimmery, that's that's <laughs> what I named it. So. <laughs> It was funny. I didn't make the connection to the earlier uh, social media post that you were talking about, and I don't had I didn't remember ever seeing this shirt before. So I was sort of excited. I was going to send Jared a message and be like, "Hey, is this a new shirt?" <laughs> but I'm kind of glad I didn't because I would have been shamed. And he said, "No, Ethan found this shirt weeks ago." <laughs> oh, you mean the Periwinkle Glimmer shirt, Dave? <laughs> Uh, what was also pretty amazing is, um, you know, when we, we've we done the concert reviews, bonus episodes, we always talk about what uh, Emo Phillips is drinking. Um, well, I right. wanted to talk about what Al and Andy were drinking because they were drinking Saratoga water. Uh, Saratoga, of course, is like right next door to where I live. So uh, ah. it was pretty funny that they were drinking, you know, my hometown water down in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> And we have no idea if Steve was wearing sunglasses or regular glasses because he was not at the event as far as we know. Although there were there were some special guests in the crowd, but we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Yes, um, yes. Andy said that he, he figured there was a lot of nerds in the audience, so he figured that we would appreciate an origin story of Al and basically started off the interview asking... You know, if if the uh, the rumor of Al getting traveling accordion lessons was true, <laughs> <laughs> right? He wanted to know if a uh, traveling accordion salesman actually came to the house, and uh, Al did clarify it wasn't necessarily a traveling accordion salesman, as it just was like a traveling music salesman who basically gave his parents two options: he could either play the accordion or he could play the guitar. And of course, you know, Weird Al's parents made the right choice and and let him play. The it is kind of funny to think about like if they chose guitar um or nothing you know what would <laughs> what would we be doing the today dave <laughs> what would we be doing right now <laughs> we'd be talking about the great weird al architecture buildings that were being made <laughs> that's true <laughs> It was it was uh, it was pretty neat. I mean, they went through some childhood stuff, some college stuff. Yep. You know, mostly things that you know we as super fans you know know the story of. But it's still always right. really fun to to hear Weird Al talk about it, and you know the bits and pieces come out that maybe we haven't heard said that way or told in the context that they were told. So. I, I I really enjoyed it. I yeah, I enjoyed it very much. I thought Andy had a very good uh, outline. He basically, like you said, he covered you know Weird Al's childhood and you know college years, and then he kind of went through album by album, which I thought was a really neat approach. Uh, you know, and they would tell a little story about each album as they were going through. Uh, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, and what was really interesting is um, some trivia. Uh, that that Andy came out with that I don't think Al was aware of and I certainly wasn't aware of um, was sort of the update on Chameleonaire. <laughs> yeah, Chameleonaire, of course, who uh, did the original song Ride and Dirty, which we're now yes. turning into White and Nerdy. And uh, yeah, Andy was really adamant on letting us know where Chameleonaire was, <laughs> letting us know what Chameleonaire was up to right now. So uh, apparently... 
Millionaire is not doing much rapping anymore, and he's uh, now investing in tech companies. So yes. uh, there's your Millionaire update. <laughs> yeah, he said that perhaps Weird Al inspired him to become nerdy uh, with, with his parody. <laughs> so I thought that was a, a really fun connection. Yeah, like I mentioned, you know, he went album by album, but uh, for some reason they ended at Straight Outta Lidwood. I think they ran out of time, uh, yeah. so there was absolutely no mention of Alpocalypse or Mandatory Fun. And also notable by its absence, there was no mention of UHF or the UHF soundtrack. Yeah, you know, perhaps it was just for time, and I think maybe also no UHF because of the SAG after strike. Um, That's possible. But yeah. it was, you know, it's still a, a good, you know, over arc of the. Uh, the career up through what 2006 <laughs> <laughs> although they did talk about uh weird al's latest grammy which i think yeah uh, um andy said oh so you got a a grammy for designing a box or something He's yeah like, right you got <laughs> the latest yeah the latest grammy was for the box set uh and yeah so andy was like oh so you got a grammy for designing a box <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny when you think about it that way <laughs> yeah, what's interesting uh, is when they were going over the first album is Andy had asked them about, you know, how some artists go back and they re-record albums and they did a whole Taylor Swift, you know, type of joke and stuff like that. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, he specifically asked Al if he ever thought about going back and re-recording, you know, his his uh catalog and specifically the first album and uh weird al said that he would like to maybe at some point go back and re-record you know the first album because of basically how fast and cheaply made it was uh he would like to give it you know the proper weird al treatment you know give it uh but he never really committed to ever doing that so hmm, that's still on the uh still out there whether he'll ever get a uh he did say though he, he wouldn't pull a George Lucas and go back and like change everything from his entire career. <laughs> so right, right. that's good to know. <laughs> um, it was also you know a couple times throughout where Al was not a hundred percent sure on his answer, and he's like, "Oh, you should ask you know my manager Jay Levy, who's in the audience." He kept pointing <laughs> into the audience. So uh, while we never heard from Jay, uh, it was cool to to hear that he was in the audience and perhaps nodding or shaking his head throughout. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because Weird Al kept pointing like to the very back of the theater for Jay Levy. So I kept turning around looking as far back as I could to see if I could see Jay. And it turns out that Jay was sitting relatively close to the stage. I did see... I did see him sitting after the end of the show, so he, I could confirm he was there. I did not get a chance to go over and interact with, with him or anything. But, yes, I was able to visually confirm that Jay Levy <laughs> was, in fact, in attendance. And he did get a shout-out several times from both uh, Andy and Al, so that was really nice. In, in, so the way that the, the – it was about an hour show, and yep. um, about 45 minutes of that was Andy asking his prepared questions – and then about 15 minutes of that was getting questions from the audience. And so I mentioned the the phone number they had up uh, before the show. And then really throughout the 45 minutes of going through Al's career, um, they encouraged people to text in their questions. And so um, they, they, you know, asked a, a seemingly not super curated. I think it was kind of just Andy picking random questions because it was just sort of on <laughs> right. like an iPad. Um but I, I think that was my favorite part of the show because even the questions that aren't good questions, like it's fun to watch Al and hear Al like answer a, a dumb or obvious question because he's always just <laughs> he's so quick and he's so funny. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think the I don't think uh, they were pre-screened before Andy got to see them. I think Andy just was kind of randomly picking out whichever one he thought was the best question. Sometimes I don't think Andy was reading the question ahead of time before he asked it. So there are some really weird ones in there. <laughs> Specifically, there was one that just rambled on and on about public access television. <laughs> and I, I don't even know what the question was. I don't even know I, if I it was either. a question in there. But that was a very yeah. funny moment because Andy was just riffing on it and Weird Al was confused as heck. He didn't know what was going on. Nobody in the audience knew what was going on. It was a lot of fun. That was one of my favorite questions. <laughs> yeah, because like Andy like says this whole confused thing, and Al's just like puzzled looking at him, and Andy's like, let me try and uh, rewrite this for the guy, and then he tells it a different way, and Al just, he just like pauses, and he's like, yes. <laughs> it was so great. Um, and, you know, another one that I really loved is someone asked Al for... Uh, some of his favorite vegan recipes <laughs> and Al said that his favorite vegan recipe is spoonful of peanut butter <laughs> yes so good <laughs> that was great that was wonderful that's now my favorite vegan recipe as well. <laughs> me too it's easy <laughs> I love peanut butter <laughs> I could eat an entire jar of it. So there was another audience question asking about writing a musical with Lin-Manuel Miranda. And I think we've sort of heard about this bits and pieces. He actually may even have mentioned it during our interview with him on 2000 Inch. Uh, but <laughs> Alan and Lynn were working on a musical uh, about the documentary King of Kong. Yes, uh, apparently that fizzled out, though, when the owner of the documentary would not give them permission. So uh, that didn't go anywhere. <laughs> but uh, he did say that Lynn was also writing some other musical around the same time, some little musical called Hamilton. So I think uh, <laughs> Lynn will do fine with that. Like I said, the, the audience questions, I think, were, were kind of the highlight of the show. But but within the audience questions was my actual highlight of the show. And I, Dave, I think you can probably <laughs> guess what this was. Um, so... Andy just starts reading a question, and I, I wish I thought to, like, put my name on the questions. I just sent a couple questions in, but I didn't, like, say who I was or anything. But So he's like, oh, this right. question comes from uh, Tim from the Weird Pals podcast. And uh, as soon as Andy said that, he said, oh, that reminds me. My friend Ethan Allman is here in the audience tonight. <laughs> and Al goes, right. Ethan Allman? And they're like, they point at me, and it was pretty amazing. <laughs> What did you think of that, Dave? <laughs> that was a nice surprise. I was uh, I was very excited to hear our podcast and you get a shout out as well. That was awesome. Um, and I understand that our friend uh, Casey happened to be capturing video at that point, And she's nice enough to send us the clip and we're going to share that with you right now. I should also say that um, uh, my friend Ethan Ullman, who has the podcast, is also here in the audience. Oh, man. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, I was not expecting that. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> but it was, it was really a, a fun show, and uh, I'm really glad that we got to go to it. Oh, yeah, I'm very happy we got to see the show. I'm very happy it was so close to my house. I'm very yeah. happy uh, you got to come down and see it. I just wish it was a little bit longer. I mean, I understand, you know, why they were under time constraints. They had other things going on later on that evening. But I wish it was a little longer than an hour. But other than that, it was a great, great time. Totally. And lots of good friends. 
as we were getting up and leaving, of course, you know, the whole process of when we go to a Weird Al event and we have 500 friends that we want to talk to, we slowly get kicked out. Uh, as we were slowly getting kicked out, I did notice um, on a, a different door, not the one that we came into the the actual um, seating area, was a sign that said there was a filming in progress. Um, you know, one of those like, kind of generic, you know, be aware right. you might be on film. So that gives me hope that we may see this event released somewhere. I know Paramount Plus was a sponsor of the event, so maybe this will be um, available on YouTube or on Paramount Plus or something. But it would be really cool to uh, to get to see it again and um, and hear my shout out again <laughs> in better quality. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely be looking for that. And obviously, if we hear anything about that, uh, we'll let you know. And if anyone hears anything, please let us know. Yes. Now, this was a, another uh, cool treat is um, as we're leaving, I happened to catch uh, Andy in the lobby as he was leaving and I uh, got to talk to him for a few minutes, of course. Uh, thanked him for the shout out and uh, um, did ask him, I said, you know, what, what was the um, impetus for this event? And he said that basically the New Yorker said, hey, Andy, you know, who do you want to interview this year at the festival? <laughs> and he said, I want to interview Weird Al. So uh, he asked Weird Al and Al said yes. And uh, I guess they flew out specifically for the event. Um, Very cool. and, and then I guess, you know, because they were out on the East Coast, uh gave a visit to uh to their daughter nina as well before heading back so um what a guy that weird al coming out and, and helping out um my friend andy borowitz with an event <laughs> andy did uh, stop by our little group as well you brought him over uh so it was really cool to get to meet andy briefly for a second he did ask us uh if we learned anything and obviously you know we had to let him know that we learned all about public access uh, television <laughs> and, and we were very happy he asked that question but yeah and overall I, I you know it was a great event i knew obviously knew a lot of it you know being a weird al super fan you know you and i we we could probably answer many of those questions for weird al right. if we needed to but uh there were some you know gems in there so it was uh, definitely worth attending definitely definitely and Andy was an incredible, incredible interviewer. I would not hesitate to go see another event which Andy is moderating. He was so much fun. <laughs> and I've I've seen his uh, his like solo show, and he's hilarious. He's just like one of the funniest guys. And he also I think is the creator of uh, the show uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, yes. So like he he has a, a pretty incredible resume, and uh, he he does these. Um, uh, satirical headlines for the New Yorker that um, I've been laughing at my whole life because my dad like <laughs> would always get his emails and then forward them to me and uh, so it was it's, it was really cool and he was really funny and it was definitely um, a good choice uh, pairing the two of them up they they really oh, were sure. great together. It's funny you mentioned the satirical headlines and Jackie was uh, telling me uh, that, you know, she used to always be tricked by Andy's headlines and think they were real <laughs> news stories. And then it took her like a moment and then she's like, oh, wait, oh, Andy Borowitz, ah, oh, he got me again. So uh, <laughs> definitely check out some of Andy's headlines. It yeah, definitely is the world has gotten wackier. It's it's harder to tell satire. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so before we left the city, though, we were uh, pretty hungry because we we just had the uh, the pretzels and the two same dips at the uh, billiards <laughs> bar. Uh, so a couple of us went over to Shake Shack, and I don't, have you been to a Shake Shack before, Dave? 
You know, I've never actually been to a Shake Shack before, but it was uh, it was you know a hamburger place. It wasn't that bad, uh, and yeah, it was uh, it was just a few of us. It was you know you, Kate, me, Jackie, Vicky, and Ron. Uh, the six of us went over, and uh, Shake Shack was maybe a block or two away, and we walked over there. Uh, decided. To hang out. I know Ron, he was trying to catch a bus back uh, to upstate New York that didn't leave till midnight. So he was very happy for the, you know, to have somebody hang around with oh, him yeah. for a yeah. while. Vicky also probably hadn't eat, eaten uh, since she had just come in on the train. So she was starving as well. And, you know, like you said, we hadn't had food in a while. So uh, we, we all ate together at Shake Shack. What was pretty neat is um, they had little kiosks where you could place the order yourself. And, you know, you have to pick up like a little uh, plastic sign uh, for your order so they know what table you're sitting at. And so I went through all of them and I found number 27. (laughs) So (laughs) Kate and I were order 27. Um, Yep. And uh, as we're heading out, it it turns out um, uh, Nancy had uh, something unfortunate happen. Yeah, so uh, Nancy left immediately after the show because uh, she was trying to catch a train back to Pennsylvania, wherever she was heading, um, that was leaving at like 7.30 or or 7.50 or something like that. Um, So she didn't have a lot of time to get there. And it turns out that um, her Lyft driver ended up running late and uh, she got stuck in a lot of traffic. And she was texting Vicky that uh, she didn't think she was going to make her train and she wasn't sure that they would have another train out of the city. So uh, it worked out that she did end up missing her train all due to the uh, Lyft driver's fault uh, <laughs> and traffic in New York City as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she was kind of st- going to be stuck in New York City. So um, I did offer... Well, we're still in the city. We'll come pick you up at Penn Station, and uh, you're welcome to stay at my house, and we'll figure out how to get you back home uh, right. you know, later. You know, So right about as we were wrapping up at Shake Shack, uh, she did text Vicky and say, I need a place to stay, and um, we'll take you up on your offer. So uh, we had to go pick up Nancy at the train station. Um and we're heading back to the car, and this is a, this is kind of an interesting uh, story. Is we you know we hand our ticket to the attendant at the parking garage, and when we came in, you know we asked he had asked us what time do you think we're leaving. We said ah we'll probably leave about eight o'clock or so, assuming we were going out for dinner. And this about eh, a little after eight at this point, and so um, he's running around and and he's like I can't find your car. It was the Subaru, right? And we're like, yeah. And so he's just running all around. And then like about after five minutes, he goes, oh, it's right here. I put it outside for you because you said you were coming at eight (laughs) (laughs) o'clock. So it was literally in front of the the parking garage. (laughs) We didn't expect to see. We didn't see it because we weren't expecting to see our car out on the street. Right. We left it inside the parking garage and he had totally forgot that he moved it. So that was kind of a fun moment. Jeez. Well, yeah. and, and so I guess we, we sort of set this up earlier, but if we hadn't gone to the city separately, there would not have been room to bring Nancy back. So we, it sort of was lucky that um, we had the, the two cars. Otherwise, Nancy would have yeah. been stranded, at, at least for a bit longer, <laughs> to make the round trip out and back to the city. Right. 
I wouldn't have left her stranded in the city. I would have gone and picked her back up. But yeah, it was uh, worked out well, you know, considering the circumstances. And both uh, Vicky and Nancy came and stayed at my house. Uh, it took us, it didn't take us too long to pick her up at Penn Station. And it took us even quicker to get home after that. Um, and then uh, I briefly showed them my Weird Al collection. It was a little late at this point, so they got the highlights, but they yeah. did very much enjoy seeing it. And uh, I know one thing they did have a lot of fun putting on Weird Al's old pair of glasses and <laughs> commenting just how blind he really was, yeah. which is the reaction I get when most people put on those glasses. Oh, my gosh, I didn't realize he was that blind. <laughs> you know what? As many times as I've been to your house and literally slept next to where you keep the glasses. I don't think I've ever put on Weird Al's old glasses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't think I have. I, I don't. Do you remember me doing that? I I don't know. I wasn't keeping track. I didn't know I needed to. Uh... <laughs> All right, next time we got to remember. All right, next time we'll make sure, make sure we uh, we put a pair of Weird Al's glasses on your head. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm glad it all worked out. And then I guess you brought them yep. uh, the next yeah, morning. Yeah, the next morning, uh, Nancy ended up having a uh, 7 o'clock train out of uh, North Penn Station. So I did uh, drop them both off at the North Penn Station oh, early, man. early in the morning. Vicky was leaving shortly after that. So they decided to go together. So, yeah, uh, it was uh, – Late night for me in an early morning, but if totally, I would do it for Vicky and Nancy anytime. Of course, yeah. Uh, it was so nice to get to see them and really get to see everyone. That was just a really fun event and a yep. really nice day. Except it, really nice day, not great weather-wise, but nice. Everything <laughs> besides the weather. <laughs> would have been nice if it wasn't raining, but the rain did hold off for most of the, the day. Most of the time we were in New York. Yeah. So we have to talk about what happened the next day. Because this was just by random chance. Um, I see, I saw this thing get announced, and I was like, oh, it's not going to be near me. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm going to be in New Jersey. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what happened was uh, Bob Odenkirk and his daughter, Erin Odenkirk, uh, put together a book. And were doing a, a mini sort of uh, book signing tour. And it was only like, you know, 20 minutes from your house, Dave. So... I know you and Jackie are big, you know, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad fans, and I'm, yep. of course, also, but also an obsessed fan of Mr. Show, and, you know, I think after Weird Al, Bob Odenkirk is, like, my next, like, ultimate favorite. I just, I really have been a fan of him uh, for a very long time, and I've never gotten to, to meet him, so I was just absolutely thrilled. So we we got up early, and we, we drove out to Ridgewood, New Jersey, and... Um, the book signing was set to be at two o'clock, but we decided to grab some brunch first. And we went to this place called La Cafe Pancake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, before we get into the brunch, uh, the event was at this place called Bookends. It's this little bookstore that's in Ridgewood, New Jersey, and they are known for putting on all these um, signing events, like almost weekly. I would think they have a different uh, book author come in and they get some big names, you know, Bob and Odenkirk and uh, just all like, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be there soon as well. And, I saw uh, that Millie Bobby Brown was there like last week and yeah, they, yeah, it's like, it's like pretty they crazy. constantly are getting like all these really, really big names and they have all these like posters up and like, you know, of all 
past guests and things that have been there. And there's all these names that you will instantly recognize. And actually, I had seen Weird Al do a book signing at bookends. I was in attendance of that, and it happened back in 2011 on February 2nd for his book, When I Grow Up. So uh, Weird Al's even been at bookends in Ridgewood, <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. They have up on their wall, besides the posters and uh, from the previous signings and stuff, uh, they have like this sort of, I guess, wall of fame of all the different authors they've had in there, split out by year. And uh, Weird Al's name is up under the 2011 guests. And I was looking for him, and I didn't see him immediately because I was looking, expecting to see Weird Al Yankovic, you know, with Weird Al in quotes, you know, the proper correct spelling of Weird Al Yankovic. But no. <laughs> they just listed him as weird al yeah <laughs> so i i totally glassed over it i'm like oh he's not there and then jackie's like yes he is he's right there they just list him as weird al you were looking for weird al yankovic yeah and it, they had him right on the uh in the 2011 uh area he was the top name right in the top center yeah. so um it was very cool that he got uh such great billing um <laughs> I do want to briefly go back to Le Cafe Pancake because yep. you go to a place and the name is freaking called the Pancake Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered pancakes and they were not that good. <laughs> yeah, I was not impressed with the pancakes there either. Uh, I ordered some egg breakfast, uh, which everything comes with a pancake. So I did get a pancake as well. And yeah, it wasn't all that great, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have got the, the eggs. I, I did get like a side of eggs and those were really good. Um, but the, yeah, the pancake, uh, if you go to La Cafe Pancake, uh, do not recommend the pancakes. There's <laughs> <laughs> also, since we're talking about uh, what happened at La Cafe Pancake, they also had apparently no beverages for sale They're, on their menu. They had beverage. They had the entire beverage section was uh, was covered over with tape, so you could not see or order any beverages. But I guess you had to secretly know to order beverages. Right. The uh, secret menu. The secret menu because uh, we did uh, we did we did order beverages and they did bring them out to us, but we just had no idea what we could order. Yeah, we're like, do you have this? And they're like, yeah. And we're like, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, it's not on the menu. I think so. Did we get to the bookstore around like eleven thirty? Does this sound right? And there were already like probably what ten or fifteen people outside waiting for the two o'clock signing. Yeah, uh, there was a short line out there already, and I guess uh, they block off part of the parking lot, and they just uh, have this makeshift little queue that people line up in. But yeah, there were people already sitting out there uh, in lawn chairs, and just I apparently uh, this is a you know talking to somebody in line later. You know, this is something that people do. They just come and they uh, just meet all the different celebrities that do books it's sort of like uh you know that's kind of what people do on the weekends or whatever in Ridgewood, it's kind of neat it's i mean cool yeah, yeah it's a great it's, I, it's awesome i would definitely you know if i had a bookstore near me that did these really cool celebrity events i'd definitely go to you know more than just you know weird alan bob odenkirk maybe <laughs> yeah and you think about it you know uh somebody i was 
overhearing talking in line was, you know, who does this regularly was saying that it's a really good deal because for the price of the book, you get to, you know, meet the celebrity, get their autograph and get a picture with them. When that's something like at a comic con, you would pay hundreds of dollars oh, for totally. the same experience. So uh, it's totally worth it. You know, if somebody you're interested in to, to check them out at maybe a, a bookstore or a smaller bookstore near you. And of course, support the local uh, bookstores in your area. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was really uh, it was a great deal. I mean, I think it was only like with tax like twenty five bucks for the book. Yeah, and I think that's pretty much what the book costs. So you're just buying the right. book. You get to meet Bob Odenkirk. Um, I asked the the bookstore people like, you know, it's eleven thirty now. I really don't want to sit outside that whole time. I right. want to get some lunch. What time do you recommend? And they said an hour early is what they recommend. So. Uh, we came back around one o'clock, and there was probably what, like, sixty people ahead of us at that point. Yeah, they're they're a pretty good line that had formed by that point. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we were in line, and I don't think we waited much too long outside. Uh, shortly after they started moving the line, well, I guess we did wait outside. We didn't wait in the parking lot. They brought us to the front of the bookstore <laughs> and yeah. lined us up, and we're letting people in, you know, a few at a time because. We later found out that there was a second line inside, uh, which queued around the entire. What is uh, with this weekend, Dave? The bookstore <laughs> lining up to go inside to line up again. Uh, that happened two days in a row. Um, <laughs> yeah, you go in and you go down the stairs, and yeah, I think it was probably what like one forty-five that they started really yeah. letting people in. So a little before two, which was nice, and it wasn't bad. I mean, once you're actually inside and downstairs. No, I- there's, it went quickly, yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't go, you know, it, they, they kept things moving. They, they obviously do yeah. this quite a bit, so they have a, a you know, Oh, flow. yeah, they have a great system. But yeah. it's, it's neat because they have the whole, you know, downstairs is just covered in autographed uh, posters and, and stuff of people who've been there. So it's, like, kind of cool to, to look around. Like, I saw two different ones from Guy Fieri and, you know, right. just a bunch. I didn't see Weird Al. We looked really, really closely to see if Weird Al was uh, hung up down there. I saw Jamie Lee Curtis and a oh, couple yeah. other. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It was pretty. It was like America said. There's a lot of a lot of celebrities, a lot of uh, cool authors that that were there. Uh, but yeah, uh, there was a whole like a whole stack of posters that uh, were leaning up against the wall. Um, probably if you go there, maybe on a day where there's not a book signing, maybe they'll let you look through them or something. But yeah, we did not see Weird Al's, and Jack even pointed out that up behind the main desk on the first floor, there were other posters that were like leaning up against each other. I mean, they've been doing this since at least 2011, probably yeah. many years before that. So they have a lot of posters. They can't display them all. <laughs> uh, we looked, we did not see Weird Al's. Maybe next time we go, yes. we'll see Weird Al's. Yes. So I don't think we actually even talked about the book. So um, this book, it's it's written by Bob Odenkirk and the illustrations are done by his daughter, Erin Odenkirk. And it's called Xylet and Other Important Rhymes. And, you know, I guess the story goes when his kids were growing up, Bob would write these, you know, silly poems and stuff and tell them at bedtime and sort of kept a collection of them over the years and decided to turn it into a book and, you know, collaborate with with his uh, his daughter, Erin. And I think uh, even his son, Nate, uh, made some contributions to the book. So really kind of sweet that it's it's this like, you know, his family made this book together. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I was flipping through it, and uh, I know Jack was reading it while we were in line. And yeah, they're they're short little stories, like maybe a page or so. It's definitely like a kid's book, I would say. Yeah. Uh, 
but it's it's a lot of fun like they're very fun ones like there's one that's like one about dog poop you know so it's just as <laughs> fun you know one about like uh, building a fort you know and stuff and they just sort of have little twists at the end which are which are a lot of fun uh definitely fun to to read and check out uh you know read it to your favorite kid before they go to bed or read it to yourself you know it's definitely worth picking up now i i gotta tell you what i brought with me to this uh signing event because I've been a major Mr. Show fan for a long time. And back when I was in high school and I was, you know, on eBay buying a lot of Weird Al stuff, I also would obsessively search for Mr. Show stuff, which was really hard to find Mr. Show stuff because it was, you know, fairly obscure, but also mm-hmm. because, you know, M-R-S-H-O-W shows up in a lot of different things. So when you searched <laughs> Mr. Show on eBay, you'd get all sorts of nonsense. So, you know, when you're in high school, you have <laughs> some extra free time. So um, I actually one day came across someone selling a prop from Mr. Show. And if you've ever seen Mr. Show, season one, episode two, they do a, a sketch about Globochem, this kind of overarching company and how they're trying to rebrand it to be more family friendly and uh they have this little mascot called pit pat and in the show they have this little uh stuffed animal pit pat of the you know the character and i own that actual pit pat so it's been you know in my safekeeping for at least 15 16 years (laughs) and uh I brought it with me, and when I showed Bob, he just, like, he was speechless. Like, his mouth dropped open, and he was just like, what is this? And I was like, it is the actual pit pad. I bought it from someone who worked on the show, and he was just like, he was completely stunned. And he he was like, I need a picture of this on my phone. And so, like, uh, he gave his phone to... um, Someone who was working there was like, "Can you take this on my phone too?" So like, we post. I post for a picture with him and his daughter and Pit Pat for his personal phone, and then uh, got one on my phone, and uh, it was really cool getting to uh, to share that experience with with Bob and, and Aaron. And my intention was just to get a picture with Pit Pat. I didn't want to get it signed, but Bob's like, "Do you want me to sign it?" And I, you know, it's it's kind of conflicting because it's like, you know, Bob's offering to sign it and, you know, he'd already signed the books I bought. And I was like, I don't know. And his daughter's like, no, no, you can't sign it. You can't sign it. That'll ruin it. (laughs) (laughs) And then Bob's like, well, what if I sign the back? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, that's that would be okay." And his daughter's like, no, dad, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) So he did not end up signing it. And I'm glad I I didn't want it signed. So, um You know, but peer pressure, I mean, you know, one of my idols is, is uh, pressuring right. me to have it signed. You know, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really cool to, to get to, to witness uh, Bob's reaction and you see, pulling out Pit Pat and showing him for the first time. That was a really special moment. And yeah, it was really cool. And Bob was genuinely surprised and very happy to see Pit Pat again. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm glad I was there for that moment. And I'm glad uh, I'm glad Bob was there for that moment <laughs> yes. to, to see that hall. And, you know, I'm glad you, after all these years, you know, got to bring Pit Pat and bring him back to uh, Bob <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and have reunion. this wonderful story that you can share uh, for many, many years. <laughs> Well, as I'm so I, I I got to meet Bob and then Kate got to meet Bob and Aaron and then you got to meet Bob and Aaron and um, I I'm still like in shock, like trying to, you know, compose myself. And I right. hear uh, Bob 
like saying something about Weird Al, and you're like, oh yeah, I, I host a podcast about Weird Al. I'm like, what is Dave saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what happened is I walk up, you know, and you you have your book, and basically you present your book to them. They sign it, you know. And Bob Bob was really nice, and he said, you know, I didn't really have much. I went into you know like the uh, celebrity freeze. You know, you're standing in front of somebody, and you want to tell them so much, and then you just your mind goes blank. So I'm just standing there with a blank look on my face and I don't know what to say. And Bob, you know, says, Oh, Hey, what's your name? You know? Oh, my name's Dave. You know, he says, okay, nice to meet you, Dave. You know, we do the fist bump and everything and him and Aaron sign the book and, you know, they turn around and take a picture, you know, and everything. And then, um, as I'm walking away, um, someone, I guess, who was either with, with Bob's entourage or with the bookstore, Points to uh, points out my shoes to Aaron, and I'm wearing Weird Al themed shoes, and Aaron just starts freaking out, and she's she gets all excited. She says, "Oh my gosh, are those Weird Al shoes?" And then Bob picked up on it, and he started noticing my shoes, and he starts pointing at them. They both get really excited about my shoes, and then they start talking about, you know, "Oh my gosh, Weird Al!" And then Bob's like, "Isn't he the greatest?" And we're just nerding out about Weird Al, the three of us together, and so it was awesome you know that uh that that moment happened that's something i'll remember is is uh bob aaron and myself just nerding out about weird al uh, <laughs> it was really cool it was so so incredible uh i'm so glad that it just worked out that they happened to be in town and that we were able to go and uh, like i said as soon as i found out that it was happening and that i was going to be in new jersey i just bought the tickets and it sold out really quick but i just i happened to see it right at the right time and um I'm so glad that we got to share that experience and, you know, I got to, you know, do my Mr. Show nerding out. You got to do yep. Weird Al nerding out. You know, <laughs> I got to vicariously nerd about nerd out about Weird Al through you, through Bob. It was just, it was so awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, you decided to purchase extra books so Jackie and I could go meet Bob and Aaron as well. That was a, a great experience. I'm, I'm glad I got to share it with you as well. So what was actually pretty cool is in our podcast Facebook group, um, our listener Will Bozarth posted that he was at the New York City event. And I was like, oh, man, too bad we didn't see you. It would have been great to say hi. Well, we did run into Will the next day at the Bob Odenkirk event. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we got to talk to him and uh, we got some pictures with him. And uh, and he obviously, you know, was thrilled to to meet Bob as well. He's a big uh, yeah. Breaking Bad fan and he got like some Mr. Show stuff signed. So um, that was really cool to get to see Will. Yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Always, always great to see Will. Always great to see listeners of the podcast. All right. Well, sadly, at that point, Ethan, uh, you had to head back uh, to New York and I had to head back home. So our weekend was over, but oh my gosh, it was pretty stinking majestic. Pretty stinking majestic indeed. And Dave, you know what else is pretty stinking majestic? I do, and that is this episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota a beautiful, it's also not haunted. By daylight, Darwin, Minnesota is your standard mid-American small town. But by night, well, it's also your standard mid-American small town. Well, that's because... You know, based on our research, there have been exactly zero reported ghost sightings in the town of Darwin, Minnesota. Now, visitors to Darwin can rest easy because the nearest reported ghost sighting was six miles away in the neighboring Litchfield. 
And as we were all taught back in school, ghosts are unable to travel more than 5.5 miles. So you're totally safe. Oh, stop it. You're just making that up so people feel better. There is absolutely no scientific evidence to support the claim that spirits and ghosts can travel over long distances. Are you really bringing science into a Discover Darwin ad? Yes, sorry. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next not-so-spooky expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to attempt to visit discoverdarwin.biz. Dave and Ethan's 2000 is Weird Al podcast is brought to you absolutely free thanks to our incredible sponsors, Burrito Burrito, Wizard Burger, Jackson Scoggins, and Discover Darwin. Our podcast is also supported by everyone else in our Patreon family, with very special thanks to our amazing close personal friend level Patreon supporters, Matt, Kenneth, Allison, Ajax, Blair, Kev, Ron, Scotto, Gus and Alicia, Zach, Dana B, UH Jeff, Adriana, Jake, Javier, Zeb, and also thanks to Vicky and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family. If you enjoy our family-friendly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash 2000inch. There are awesome benefits like getting your name on the podcast, your own private RSS feed, which gives you early access to each and every bonus episode, and the self-satisfaction of doing something important with your otherwise pitiful, meaningless existence. And guess what? If you join right now, you'll be the very first to hear each and every one of our remaining brand new Ridiculously Self-Indulgent bonus episodes the instant that they drop. And also do not forget to check out our official merchandise shop over at shop.2000inch.com. All proceeds from purchases go directly towards supporting our podcast. We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so be sure to join our Facebook community at group.2000inch.com and be sure to visit our Discord server for even more riveting Weird Al and Red Rum to Goody related conversations. You can find both of them linked on our website, as well as information about past episodes and guests over at 2000inch.com or weirdalpodcast.com. And while you're on the website, make sure you click on Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Bonus Episodes and follow along with our adventures on tour. And also click on Black and White and Weird All Over Bonus Episodes and follow along our special series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through his first book page by page and picture by picture. Keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, X, and Instagram. And be sure to subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. Not only does subscribing help the podcast, but all the artwork hanging in your den will be replaced by naked pictures of Ernest Borgnine. You're welcome in advance. Plus, we also love it. We receive voicemail via official, patent-pending, 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline 347 Spatula, as seen in the 2023 Ringo Award-winning graphic novel The Illustrated Al, The Songs of Weird Al Yankovic. That number is 347-772-8852. Give it a call, and you might even hear your message in a future episode. For this episode, we wish to thank Andy Borowitz, Bob Odenkirk, Aaron Odenkirk, Ron Jr., Jeff McClelland, Tim from the Weird Pals podcast, Casey Fritz, Anonymous, and Pit Pat. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible podcast theme song, and thank you to the Emmy-nominated Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to all of you, our loyal listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible.
Thank you for choosing Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. And until next time, remember to gill and chill, keep listening to Weird Al, and stay cheesy. You know, I'm a little worried, now that we brought it up earlier, that a ghost might try to haunt Darwin, Minnesota. Oh, Dave, I wouldn't worry about it. The people of Darwin can always just call the Ghostbusters if they need to. Yeah, you know, that number should be in everyone's speed dial, along with the 347 spatula hotline number. And what kind of ghosts are being sighted in Litchfield anyways? Well, they're shadow people, and they move among the silos. Ooh, spooky! I know, right? The anonymous ghost reporter even said, quote, I'm not crazy. I had friends of mine confirm it, end quote. They confirmed the shadow people, or they confirmed that they're not crazy? Ah, the jury's still out on that one. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 208-inch. White and nerdy, before and after, it was cool. Take it from me!